Solution Pink, Episode 1. Welcome to Rev with Lola and Apple. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Episode 1. I'm so excited to be here. This is amazing. Today, I am joined by the amazing Elsie Hamilton and the wonderful Apple. How are you both? Thank you. Doing amazing. Hello, Thank hello, you. Hello. Good, good. <laughs> good, good. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. It's really lovely to have you both. So first off, we have Lola, Elsie Hamilton, Gigi, Charles and King. You are the head writer, team leader of the book and creative collective. And if that wasn't all, you are creator of Imagination and Dreams. And your pronouns are she, her, and he, him. Well, what what can I say? That is amazing. <laughs> I wish my title was as long as that. It's just literally Hannah Wyman, host. <laughs> so um, before we get into all of your wonderful um, Rev duties, um, do you want to kick off with some of your interesting nicknames um Gigi is one of my favorites I believe Apple came up with that one for you is that correct <laughs> that's correct yes. um, we I I don't know when it exactly started but it's um yeah do, do we actually want to reveal the secret behind it or should we just like you know no, maybe later yeah. later oh, okay <laughs> a nugget for later I like it okay okay um do you want to talk about one of your other names then so um, Charles is basically coming from my uh, middle name, which is uh, actually a female name. But uh, over the recent years where I explored my uh, gender queerness, I have come uh, to the conclusion that this is uh, who I really feel like I am within my gender queerness. And King comes actually from friends. Uh, shout out to the Doritos. You will know who yeah, they know who they are. <laughs> um, from yeah from friends um it's it's been there have been other names too but i don't know if i'm allowed to say it on on here so <laughs> i'm just gonna skip that i <laughs> <laughs> oh, will get it out of you at some point i'm sure That'll come out. <laughs> thank you so much for that and then now over to the wonderful the amazing the incredible abel or saji you are the creative director of rev and go by she her pronouns you also go by Her Majesty. Does this make you and Lola king and queen of Rev series? I, like, oh should my I, goodness. I have oh loud curtsy. I, like, I'm in royalty, okay? This is why it's taken me so long. It's just so much pressure. Wait, wait, wait a second. Does that mean uh, when I am the queen, I am like just sitting there for the aesthetic? Like doing nothing, just being there for the aesthetic. <laughs> I mean, Basically. you are creative director, so you could literally, whatever you want to do, creatively, it's on you. Okay. Um, so, I believe um, Saji is um, also what Lola calls you. So, do you want to elaborate, or is this going to be a mysterious anecdote for later <laughs> in the podcast? I don't know, maybe we should wait for the YouTube things oh. to be revealed. Or... Oh. Oh, YouTube? YouTube? Did someone say YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a beauty uh, channel, of course. I yeah, mean, what else should I mean, we do? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, honestly. It's just, oh, this so, like, this is, I feel like this is just such a tiny part of the whole Rev series and world. And we're just like, yay <laughs> so much in store <laughs> all right let's get on to the more exciting things so um do you want to like kick off and tell me a bit about yourselves like what do you do what like other than just rev obviously we'll get more into that later but um yeah just tell me a bit about yourselves um lola would you like to start um yeah sure i can start um so i do a lot of stuff um, which is most likely due to my uh, superior house chart, as I say, um, in zodiac sign speaking, um, thanks to my planets and the universe, <laughs> I have a lot of energy. And besides Rev, where I'm mostly the writer and um, I would say like the creator in lots of aspects to help my team uh, bring out the projects that they want to produce or bring out, um, I 
study spiritualism, which is soon going to be a big thing for me. Um, so yeah, I'm a spiritual mentor, which as you can say, I'm also a dancer. I read, I love anything really culture related, to be honest. Um, I mean, not really possible with COVID at the moment, but like theater, um, traveling, I love to explore the world and uh, meet new cultures, understand the world that we live in. Um, yeah, uh, I would say it's it's uh, hard to say that there's anything that I don't do or can't do. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I am amazing, is what she yeah. just said. <laughs> why, why are we starting off like that? The people are going to think like I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, we're speaking the truth, so why should I like hide that? So yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah, good for you. Like, you know, I've known you like a couple of years now, and like, honestly, yeah, you're just like, yeah, I'm doing this now, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> how but you already do so much like yeah it's, it's incredible like you are such a busy person and yeah I think it's it's fair to say as well especially in this lockdown you're like yeah I, I I've just I got up at this time and I've done some training I've done some writing I've done this and I'm like uh yeah it's midday and I've I've just I've just woken up yeah cool <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm tired too yeah <laughs> amazing absolutely amazing um over to you abel tell us what what do you do do you do, you do everything that lola doesn't i mean <laughs> <laughs> um i also actually do quite a lot of things um my background is i am a trained photography assistant and i i am also a professional image editor for editorial and commercial purposes and uh, what I do now is working as a unit stills photographer, which, uh, which means I take photos for film productions. And currently I'm the head of department for the short series called Haus Kummerfeld. Um, it's a German historic web series with a lot of not historic visual twists, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> so, and I also create conceptual staged images for artists. Wow, that's my honestly, you two. I feel I'm just like, wow, <laughs> oh, that's just amazing. How did you like get into that? Is it something you've always done? You've, you know, obviously, you're creatives like us. Like, have you always considered yourself a creative person? Like, yeah, tell, tell us a bit more. Do you want me to go ahead first? Go ahead, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, go. I would say, um it's definitely been there since my childhood. Um, like I was always the creative kid that was uh, going towards the artsy direction, uh, which is not too far-fetched from my family. Like I'm not coming exactly from an artistic family, but my mom, she's very a creative person and spiritual soul. So the roots come from there definitely. And um, yeah, also my sisters who are both creative individually in their own beings, like, uh, my one sister she does uh, sewings and has her own like little sewing company by now like not company it's more like she's self-employed but she does like little sewings and form of like beanies and stuff um which is really cool and um yeah so the roots have been there i've been growing up with um things like theater a lot um watching movies and things like that cinema has been a big thing in my family and yeah just really the creativity itself um i always had a circle of creative friends so i was never really in a friends group where i fell out of that so it was kind of like not a straightforward journey into it but i like it was there from the beginning and i never really lost it i just more improved over the years and then i started writing when i was 12 years old yeah wow that's amazing and you never look back <laughs> I mean, I kind of do look back, but more in a form of appreciation rather mm. than shame, which is really important because, like, if I couldn't appreciate the old roads, um, I wouldn't be here. So that's the important thing. Yeah, no, that's so true. It must have it must have been really, like, lovely having that kind of support group with your, you know, your friends and your family that are also creative because I know a lot of people struggle with that and they, they don't have that or, you know, so it must have been really, really lovely for you. 
Yes, yes, I definitely. I really appreciate that. And I would say it has been more growing since I came to London when I was in my 20s. But yeah, as I said, like throughout the journey, there has always been someone creative in my friend circle. Oh, or like family. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. It's so nice to hear. How about you, Abel? Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually calculated yesterday and I'm taking photos for 16 years now, which is crazy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? I'm like I, I grew up a whole child, like what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um how I got into that what I'm doing right now is because I create cosplay photos. <laughs> oh sick. Yeah. Um I always wanted to create images which look dramatic and like film posters and initially cosplay gave me that setting, you know. Mm-hmm. I love staged images, I love costumes, I love high concept visuals. And I would describe my style as very cinematic and dark. And my photography style kind of evolved with it the more I photographed all these people. And it's been a few years now. And I'm eternally grateful for all these people and friends that came along with it. And, uh, and those people just saw something good in what I do. And uh, basically artists, artists supporting artists. And yeah, and that's also how uh, Lola and we met. <laughs> Ah, that was yeah. that next question. I'm so glad you yeah. said that in. That's so cool. I love yeah. that. So how long have you like known each other now? Um, so I think we we tried to figure out the the date a while ago uh, when we had our last uh, working together in person, and I think this year we're coming up to our sixth year, because uh, like we actually knew each other a long time before we actually became very close because right. we always had the same friend circle like it's kind of a thing like when you're in the german cosplay scene it's kind of a devil circle like you know that person and that person knows that person and then you know that person and you know that person so um i actually knew friends from abel before i knew abel completely but i always associated her with with this type of friends group mm-hmm. and then um we kind of got a bit closer through Shadow Hunters. <laughs> Name dropping now. Oh my god. <laughs> cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> not entirely the t- like not the TV show itself, but um through cosplay at a convention. Like that was I think the first time where we closely interacted. And I remember at that time I was like wow, she's such a cool person. I really want to be friends with her. But I was so awkward. Like, I was try- I was kind of dazzling around the uh, the friends group and such. And then, so, like, we followed each other a long time on Twitter and such. So, like, I always had her kind of, like, in my area. And then at some point, when she took a holiday to London, uh, I think it, it was literally just a spontaneous thing of, like, hey, I'm in London, do you want to, like, meet up and show things? And I was like, yeah, yeah sure, why not? And, yeah, it, it was it was such an interesting meeting because I think that day we also really clicked. And then shortly after, everything kind of got into the, like, rolling. And it, to be honest, like, now it feels like I've known her forever. Like, it doesn't yeah. really feel like there has been ever a time where she wasn't in my life because she's one of the people that knows me best. Oh, so cute. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, all this love. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I love that. Oh, thank you, Shadow yeah. Hunters. Without you, this would never have happened. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, no, that's so cool. It's it's so lovely. And like obviously, like I'm like I know you really well, Lola, and I'm getting to know you, Abel, and it's it's really apparent. Like I can see it. Like even just in the group chats we have, like I can I can tell, and it's it's a really like wonderful friendship, and you really support each other really well. So it's it's really nice to to see, and yeah, it's it's really great, really really lovely. Um, yeah, I could actually go back to uh, when I was in London because that's how I got involved in all this Rev Universe thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it was actually Christmas week London in 2018. I remember that. And uh, I met Lola before I was flying back to Düsseldorf. Uh, this is where I came from, mm-hmm. uh, where I come from. And we were just just 
talking about uh, dreams and creative things and things we want to do. And there she was just dropping, hey, I'm writing this book. And there is a lot of magic. And I was like, hey, cool. If you need help, just let me know. <laughs> oh, my God. If I had known what I got myself into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I love the way you described that as well, because I know it obviously wasn't that you'd like met up and started chatting, but it literally was almost like you were just walking down the street in London and Lola's like, yay, creativity. And you're like, yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> She's doing school. <laughs> It, it basically it it was basically just like that yeah oh, okay cool good to know good to know as a visual visual for everybody uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, again youtube been great and segued into the next questions i was going to ask you like how did how did rev come about like what was it, I don't know, you were staring out into the distance one day and you were like, I know, I'm going to write a book about magicians or, ooh, a cup of tea is a magic. Let's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know why I haven't written a book. <laughs> um, so the very first idea came to me and let me think, I would say in 2016, if I recall that right, because that was after I came back from London the first time and I started doing my creative arts studies, which and the first year included one work, one year of work in a theater. And at that time, I was really creatively expressing myself. I've always been there, like since I started writing with the age of 12, I was always like, yeah, one day I'm gonna publish a book. But obviously with 12, you don't have the knowledge or anything, you just ramble yeah. your stories out into the world and such. And um, at that time, I also moved out of my mom's house. So I was living the first time proper on my own in Germany. I was, thinking about the theme because like I have so many story ideas that have not been out yet like it goes beyond ref when it comes to my imagination there is so much more to tell uh beyond the ref universe itself so before that even came to a thing I was like thinking of like okay but what's the theme that's really driving you that's really wanting you to write a book yeah and I was watching a tv show uh which was also about magic. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I, I saw this TV show and I think it was some of the visual effects or something, but like I saw this TV show and I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. The key is magic. And then I started to think of it like as a really foundation because I was like, yeah, magic is everywhere and everyone loves magic. Like the people who don't love magic, they are either very strong realists and they don't have access to their own magic or it's just not, yeah, they're most likely not the type of reader that <laughs> Rev dives into anyway. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, cause we all have magic in us, you know, and like magic is out there constantly in the world, whether you're spiritual or not, it's a consistent theme around the world and it's a consistent thing. Um, and yeah, for me, the idea was like, whenever I wanted to tell a story, it was for me about the fact that I want to give something to people rather than just telling a story. So for me, the theme of magic was really the idea of like, yeah, what gives people hope, for example, magic, because there's something beyond their understanding or beyond their imagination. So this is where I started. And then I started to write the prologues in German for Killian and Chegor. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> that, yes, was Killian. <laughs> that was an experience because, like, I started to write and I struggled so hard in my own native language. So, um, yeah, I was just like, I, I struggled with the with the characters at the beginning, and then I struggled in my own language. And then I had this talk with my uh, boss at that time in the theater. And um, she asked me about, like, so what do you want to write about? And I was like, ah, magic! <laughs> um, and then uh, I came up with the idea, like, you know, one of the, the most iconic numbers in every franchise is the number three. And, like, that's how I came up with the idea of, like, well, why do you have to choose between, like, whether it's a female or a main, male, main character? Why not make both of them a thing? 
And then I came up with the balance of the cousins and then relaying into the like trial situation. And that's how it really all started. And that's also the moment where I realized I can't write it in German. It has to be English. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. I, I've always wondered that, actually, because like, you know, obviously um, English is your second language. So I was always like fascinated to know why you go straight into um English and that's really cool I mean I can't relate because I have English and <laughs> English is the only language I know <laughs> I've lost but um yeah no it's, it's that's so interesting so interesting um so for you Abel like what what about like the Rev series were you like oh my goodness I have to I have to be a part of this like I like is it do you love magic too is it I don't know like what what inspired you to come along on this ride I don't know. It was actually that there was something about the way Lola spoke about her book that drew me in. It wasn't just the magic thing um, or I don't know. It, I think it was the way we clicked. And I knew in that moment we were going to do something that was just bigger than we, we could have imagined in that moment. You know, um, sometimes you have this gut feeling. And I was absolutely right. And I trusted Gigi Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> can, yeah, that, can, yeah. Yeah. This is a thing. Gigi Magic is a thing. <laughs> so cute. It's so cute. Adorable. <laughs> no, yeah, but really, the, the way... Lola works is just really like how can I say like not captivate can I say captivating like it's just motivating and captivating you just want you just want to do it yeah <laughs> sorry my voice is going <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> coughing it's disgusting um yeah no I it's yeah having also been on the other side of like those talks it is really fascinating like you're so um it's like inspiring like you're so and you're like yeah yeah and then suddenly you're like oh here I am on the train <laughs> and it's great and it's wonderful and I I actually love how um because you're so committed to it but also you're so organized and motivated and you and through that you organize and motivate us as well which is really really amazing and you know I feel very lucky to be a part of what sort of reader, what sort of audience are you looking for to join in the um, the revolution? Sachi, you go first. I want to <laughs> no, you thoughts. go first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can you can talk about the book part, and I talk about the other part. I think <laughs> because Rev series, we are a creative collective, mm -hmm. and I think that's super important because we are displaying our art, everyone in their own way. And, and that's the other side of this whole book thing that we are actually doing because um, uh, we work together to create this whole thing. It's like the backbone of this whole universe. And I think that's uh, somehow also important to know about uh, the Ref series. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely agree that. Uh, agree to that. Um, for someone who has not known anything about Ref, um, Ref series is a universe that lets you explore magic in ways that you have seen before, but that you also get to know in so many different ways and so many different perspectives and angles. And it's a form of new ways of exploring multicultural themes within LGBTQAI+. Um, diversity that you have been certainly lacking in other franchises and um yeah just something where you can dive into and take something from it it's not just a book that you're going to read <clears throat> and put to the side um there's definitely at least one character that's going to make you move in a way of like you either relate to them or you understand where they are coming from you will see their different backgrounds you will understand the bigger meaning of the system because rest series is something that 
obviously takes you into a new world and lets you explore its magic. But the problems that they have to handle are very dear to what we have to go through as well, such as politics, love, yeah. relationships, hate and such, discrimination and all these topics. So it's really something where the reader gets to make their own choice of what's your moral code and what you want to take from it. Um, for example, um, Killian Lancaster is a character that is, I call it, let me say, it's either um, hot or flop. Because <laughs> 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 um, like, there will be characters where it's kind of like, um, I think there, there will be characters where it's um, kind of a bit of a middle ground of like, hmm, okay, maybe, yeah, that I get that point, but I don't get that point. And Killian is one of these type of characters that's most likely is like, you're either going to love him or you're going to really not, not understand or hate him or whatever in ways because he has a very strong personality. Um, that's the amazing thing about Rev. From an author perspective, I get to explore these characters in so many beautiful ways. And it's an emotional roller coaster whenever I write. Like, not, no scene has the same feeling. Like, there's always a different feeling and situation going on. And as I said, like, there's a character for everyone. Like, there's mm -hmm. some, like, if, it, if it's not their background or their origin, it's the things that they go through or it's the connections that they have. Like, it's a bigger system than you might see in the beginning. And we're just getting started with telling the origin story. There's so much more to come that we have, like, behind the curtain and that you not yet are able to see. But, um, yeah, it's something... Um, yeah, it's something that where you will take your own magic from it and I do believe that when people have read the books or seen our videos or listened to uh, whatever we produced whether it's a podcast or a voiceover or whatever is coming next in the ref office um, it's something that can inspire people and um, help them to find their own imagination and yeah just their own magic nice yeah I can totally agree to all of that and also to kill him because I would totally <laughs> punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, no, <Killian> <laughs> shade, shade. No, but um, the Rev universe is so important because of the characters and their history and all of the de development they have, especially when it comes to injustice and LGBTQ matters. Uh, I won't elaborate any further because of spoilers, but there's one character who's a perfect allegory for my own experience. And I realized just I realized this just now when Alola showed me the final version of the book. And it's so important because a lot of people in the mainstream media don't know about these things and topics and how important they are to us. I mean, if you don't know that something exists, you won't ever question it, right? Yeah, so, it's so true. Spoilers! <laughs> no, not really, but um, I think that uh, is a really, really important part of the universe. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think you're absolutely right because, you know, every, like, even just, um, like, the royal family in it, they're so diverse and multicultural and it's it's incredible to see because I think, you know, so many people just think, oh, families are made up of all white people and that is not <laughs> all white heterosexual people and that is 1000% not true and it shouldn't we it's lovely and wonderful to see the world as it is with diversity and you know it's yeah it's just really great and that was one of my favorite things about reading the books actually reading the book sorry I haven't read all the books yet <laughs> there are no other books yet yeah <laughs> that's one of my favorite bits about reading the book um just really quickly just to kind of wrap this bit up um I was wondering actually is there any advice you would give to any authors or any creatives who are wanting to start like their own universe their own or start writing themselves or want to do photography or anything like uh, obviously that's a really big question but if you've got a few tips that would be wonderful for anyone listening Taji. um <laughs> just do it <laughs> i mean you can just no i mean it uh, just pick up a camera and take photos there is really nothing to it 
I mean, I'm doing it for a long time now. That's how I got my own thing. But if you don't start, you will never know. And just do it. It it doesn't matter if you started one week ago. I will always be that person who cheers you and um, gives you any advice. Or if you come up to me and say, hey, what do you think about it? I will always say, um, hey, you can do this better. Or this is good what you do. It doesn't matter how long you are doing it. If you want to draw something, just pick up the pen and just do it. It doesn't matter if it looks good or not. The important thing is that you just do it and it will just develop over time. Yeah, I 100% agree with that um, if you never try, you will never know. That's the whole message of it. Um, as Sachi has been doing 16 years of photography, I have been doing writing for over 10 years now. And that's the key, you know, like we just started one day and we just did it and we just stuck to it. Like I started at the very scratch of writing my own. Before I even wrote my own stories, I wrote fan fiction. And because that's something I have to really get off my chest. Um, people always spit on fan fiction, but some of the best stories come from there. And there are great fan fictions out there. And fan fictions is something that is obviously in the hype trope sector of, oh my gosh, this is such a fan fiction, blah, blah, blah. But yes, some of the best writers have started there, you know, like no one was suddenly at their stake where they were with their best selling novels like there was always a progress and sometimes you don't see that progress behind the scenes like let alone if you work on a book there's so many stages that you don't see like when it comes to editorial for example and proofreading and such things the first draft is a fucking mess oh I saw <laughs> 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 oh it is what it is um it, the first draft is a mess and um if we think about what's going on in the rest series revolution blue was one of my first drafts that i set out in the world it was not the first first draft like the very first drafts are as i said back into 2016-18 in that area but it's also about the journey and that you like really trust yourself and your instincts like you can ask so many people for advice but at the end of the day you have to trust yourself and what you want to deliver with the work that you're doing if it's honest if it's true if it's coming from the heart then there's nothing wrong to it and you will exactly going to be within art and expression and that's yeah that's the important message that you have to follow that's my advice no that's really lovely and really great and i think it's it's very fair to say that like you know, all types of writing, all types of kind of art and creativity has its place and it has its audience. It might be really niche, like even like fan fiction is being made into films right now. And like that, that was not happening like a few years ago, but there's so many now like Netflix films and stuff that are doing really well that started from fan fiction. So I, I feel like, you know, there will be a place for you if you just just give it a go, have a go. <laughs> uh, I would also like to add that, uh, for example, me, I'm doing it for 16 years, but don't be afraid uh, to develop your own thing. I started to recognize how I want to create my own photography in the last six years. Right. That's like 10 years of development. And then after that, all this uh, good thing came, let me say like that. So uh, don't be afraid to start. And it takes a few years. Maybe, maybe you can do it. Go, you can do good things uh, right away. You, you will never know. But um, sometimes it takes a while to know what you want to do, and you shouldn't be afraid of that. So I think yeah. I'm the best example. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that was great. <laughs> like I constantly try things. I constantly develop. Um, with my dancing I started as like more um, urban hip-hop person <clears throat> and then I got more into um, Korean inspired dances for k-pop and now I'm doing contemporary so like within my art I'm very fluid so yeah. that I'm able to express myself as it's best at that certain time at that certain age where I'm in that certain stage and that's very important like of yeah. course I was not ready to write a book at the age of 12 when I have barely <laughs> discovered the internet, you know, like that, that was my portal. That was my beginning, but, and it took me a long time to even go into that 
uh, consideration of writing a book because like with every art it's also self-expression and you really need to understand yourself and you need to love yourself and I know a lot of people will be sick of hearing that <laughs> but it is the truth it is the truth yeah. that you need to understand yourself uh, to express yourself yeah no I think that's that's a really fair thing to say and I think along these kind of creative journeys you kind of learn what you love what you don't love and you learn about yourself through that and yeah it's it's really great we're just three creatives here going yeah do it okay <laughs> be creative too all right <laughs> fabulous so this is my favorite part now we're gonna do the whimsical would you rather section that I have prepared oh, oh my god <laughs> would you rather live in your favorite book forever never being able to read it or you can only read that one book for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, I think I would I think I would prefer living in that in that thing. But then at the same time, I'm just thinking like my top three favorite books. One of them is uh the Child Thief by Brome, which is a very dark fantasy telling of Peter Pan. And Peter looks amazing, is all I'm saying here. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of a very dark fairy tale, twisted uh, story. So, would I actually survive in that world? <laughs> with my actual knowledge at that moment yeah but then at the same time it's like yeah it's, it's kind of a tricky thing yeah but i st i would still like compared to just reading one book i would live in that world yeah that's fair yeah i can totally agree i would totally jump in right away because reading one book for your whole life is n no no that's just no <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I partly asked this because I was like if anyone says their favorite book is Hunger Games we know they're not going oh to want to live in it no. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to live in the Hunger Games like could you imagine oh goodness yeah no I, I'm the same I'm the same as, as you guys I would definitely live in the world I think it would be much easier much much easier okay number two would you rather be a human trapped in an animal's body or an animal trapped in a human's body? <laughs> oh my god, what? <laughs> this was inspired by Salem from Sabrina. Uh <laughs> I wanted to say, I wanted to say, um, if I get to be a cat in a human's body, um, <laughs> I think that would be amazing and hilarious, and someone would probably cast me for sitcom. <laughs> 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 so violence. Um, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I would, I would go that way. Mm. Um, yeah. That's well, the question is, uh, had did I have the human experience before I was in the body of the of the animal or not? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'd say yes. I'd okay, yeah. then my answer is no, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I would just crave this human experience, I think. But so I, I'm picking yeah. the other option. That's fair, that's fair, because the thing is for me, I was like, well, yeah, but if if you then are a cat in a human's body, are you then just like a human, like licking yourself? Oh my God. <laughs> 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 but Im imagine this, you're just trying to like become a human like Tarzan, I would say. You're just discovering how to use your hands and um, how to speak and such. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I know that. And you know, he falls in love, he has eight family. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets by five. Yeah, no, you make a valid point. I mean, you have your own brain to use and uh, be creative. I mean, well, what's better than that? <laughs> That's very true. I think you won that one, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay. okay, so we're taking a step towards uh, the Rev questions. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, who of the Rev series characters would you be stranded with and why? <laughs> no. Is it, is it like, is it like, can we just choose one person? Um, I would say two. You have to choose two people. Oh my god. Two people. Oh. 
Okay, um, I'm going with Alicia and Pete here because Alicia is damn badass. She knows how to fight. She knows how to use weapons and such. And Peter is a nature magician because so if we're on an island, he's the one that gets us all the food. <laughs> and like, yeah, actually, like, yeah. like the nice, like the nice tree houses and such. So with these two, I'm actually pretty good with surviving. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That question is really hard. I think I would take Jagger with me. Just because. <laughs> talk. Yeah. Right. And what other person I would? Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know. Maybe some fun character. I would take Killian. I mean, come on, Jagger and Killian. That that's kind of a really chaotic trio uh... on a desert uh, on on an island. <laughs> uh, well, so yeah. I. <laughs> so it, for me it was like do i am i stranded there forever and that i just have to live by it and if so it would definitely be i think killian and peter because then i'd just live out you know my best sexual fantasies <laughs> <laughs> but if it was to leave i think it would probably be um jagger and shadra because shadra's got the yeah. sea she can like you know oh get God, out yeah. there and leave and jagger wouldn't take I any shit <laughs> yeah he'd be really sensible um yeah right. so i think he'd be a strong contender yeah yeah but yeah. that was not enough time to think about all the characters because there are a lot of characters in rev that's true that's true i mean if i could pick three characters i would go for callaghan brixton and jester just to have the bands of my life on that island <laughs> um, i mean yeah it's i think that would be also an interesting constellation on, on the island and um yeah, yeah. I know some other characters I would pick, but they are not revealed in the first book. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> <Inside of> knowledge. <laughs> I mean, in that case, I would also take two of the sins, you know, like Bellfire and who, who else would I take? I don't know. I don't know, but Bellfire definitely. rather be a child of the seal working undercover posing as a sin or as a sin working undercover posing as a child of the seal oh my god okay no my answer is quick i would be an undercover uh, child working for the sins i think Mm. yeah i think don't we think yeah Mm -hmm. yeah not to be biased or something, but the sins are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, yeah, you have a point. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, definitely. <laughs> I was a bit conflicted by this because I was like, my first instinct was what would happen if I got caught? And I feel like if I, because I'm, I think I'm a child of the seal. Like, I think I'm I'm the good the good guys because I just, I always relate. Like, I'm always, like, on Harry's team, always a Gryffindor, like, that sort of thing. Like, I'm always that kind of, like, person. Um, but I feel like if I was caught by the sins, I would probably die. Whereas if I was caught by the children of the seal, I feel like they would be nicer to me because they're, like, more of the good guys. But then I, if I pissed Jagger off, I don't know, like, would I survive? <laughs> it's a tough one <laughs> that's a good that's a good point yeah <sighs> i would probably twist it that way that if they caught me i would be like you know what i wanted to join you anyway so uh, it's cooler here <laughs> <laughs> yeah true i mean i mean come on the sins are just cooler i mean come on they have more style they have more f- swag <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say cooler. I would say each group stands for their own individual aspects yeah. in the sense of like depending on how you connect to them. True. I feel yeah. like I would just steal all of Killian's jackets because I feel like he's got like a really like good array of fashion and I would just be there like trying them all on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his wardrobe is going to be something that we're experiencing um, at some point. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. I literally cannot wait. It like literally would take, it's like a new kind of level of like stealing your boyfriend's like hoodie, isn't it? It's like a new <laughs> level of I'm just now wearing his clothes. Uh, <laughs> he dresses better than me. All right. <laughs> okay. And then the last one, would you rather have a free in-house chef that would cook you any meal you wish for the rest of your life or 
have one night with your celebrity crush. <laughs> sorry, but it's food. I'm sorry, but it's food. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other option for me. <laughs> okay, this is going to sound very cheesy, but I'm going to take the second option. Mm. But the, the, that one night would be literally us just talking. <laughs> and like, I would probably just use that as an, like you know, opportunity of like, you're with that person and you get to ask them whatever you want to talk about in that sense. There's a lot of <laughs> people to choose from. Yeah. But yeah, I think I would take this, which is also because I like, I mean, I like when people cook for me. That's like, mm. who doesn't like that, right? Who doesn't like that? Um, but the thing for me is, as a writer, most likely, I have the tendencies to not spend long time in the kitchen, like a maximum of half an hour, because I'm always so busy that I try to make meals that are so quickly made that I literally run into the kitchen and run out of with the food. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I th yeah, I think it's the second option. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my answer is obvious because I'm a Hufflepuff. It's in my blood. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. I I would definitely do the celebrity crush one because, well, number one, Chris Evans. Um, I have to have to meet Captain America forever. Uh, just I love him more than life. Um, but also, I just feel like I might get annoyed by by the chef. Like, you know, I might be like, can you leave me alone, please? I'm not actually hungry right now. And, he's like, and they're like, yeah, but food. That's what I'm here for. It's free. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that, that you know, we can just share the experience in the Rev office, you know. I'm taking the cook and he cooks for us all. And uh, you both just uh, bring me all the celebrities. Listen, we know that things are happening right now, so... I can see us sitting here in like years time like no not in years time we're gonna listen to this podcast and we're like oh man she jinxed it right there <laughs> actually amazing um so that that is the end of the whimsical would you rathers um yeah I just love that um so we're coming towards towards the end of this wonderful, wonderful episode. Um, but what I guess, what are your plans now? What what sort of um, this can be in life or just for the rest of the day? It, it doesn't have to be as as deep as that. Um, do you have anything that you um, want to share that you're working on with Rev that we should look out for or anything coming soon? I'm gonna do some more finance stuff which sounds super boring probably but I think finance are really exciting <laughs> when you actually know the energy of money yeah. um, and then I'm probably just gonna relax with some um, nice TV shows um, on Netflix and then for what's coming for Rev there are some exciting things happening within the next months. And I wish I could tell you at that very moment what it is. But what I can say is like, look out on all platforms in all aspects, because we have so much amazing projects coming in all kinds of forms that you are not able to see yet, but we will reveal them by time. And when that happens, the magic is open to your access. And I hope that you take that magic and you take that inspiration and you take something out from it because we are just about to get started and it's going to be a really exciting year. Um, generally uplifting times for everyone. And yeah, that's what's happening in the ref office. Generally for me, I'm going to become a spiritual mentor accessible soon i'm nice. already a spiritual mentor but i'm gonna um open my website soon um so by the time you listen to that podcast it's been out there already <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um what i generally see is a very big vision that i never had like this before like i see us moving in ways that we're not able to that we were not able to achieve before because I didn't have the knowledge and the keys and the 
information that I needed to get us where we want to go. But just in life, I will take that chance to make a change within the world um, for people as inspiration to uplift other people and to help them get their message out there with whatever they want to do. That's literally my spiritual call. And I will do that and I will take that. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to have finally found the true meaning of what's been going on with my life and I'm still so young so it's really <laughs> exciting for me to have that access now because we're just getting started in all kinds of aspects and forms and at the end of the day age is just another number and you're Absolutely. always able to start over and do what you want to do that that's really important and um, yeah as I said I'm really excited that I'm gonna be able to help people um, to find the love and light, as I say. I know that sounds very cliche, <laughs> but um, as you mentioned it before, um, I have just magic in me and I know how to um, help people find their own magic. And that's, yeah, that's my key for the next um, months, weeks, years. <laughs> that's lovely, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's lovely. And over to you, Abel. Yeah, honestly, all the work that is happening behind the scenes, you can't see. We put in so much effort to make it a complete universe for its own. And Lola is just insane. I mean, I don't have to start talking about that. Um, no, but I'm just actually going along where it takes me. I like working behind the scenes and help uh, make Rev a safe space for artists and our voices to be heard, especially. And it's enough for me if one person sees Rev and it adds a little value to their life, you know? I think that's uh, the most important thing for me. Um, as for personal things, yeah, become rich, buy a house in the desert and drink juice by the pool. I mean, <laughs> of course, what else do they want? <laughs> no, but um, actually, uh, my big term goal is uh, creating a big epic film poster hanging in the cinema one day. And when mm -hmm. people hear my name saying, oh, it's her. She made that. I'm nothing else. I don't need nothing else. <laughs> Revolution series coming to a cinema near you. Oh, my, oh God. Yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I'm doing the poster, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can just, uh, I can just uh, say, I, I'm just doing it. You have no say in that. I'm the creative director. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, no, but actually, yeah, yeah. I signed the contract. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then one last thing: Do you have any podcast recommendations, books, films, anything you just want to recommend to the our lovely listeners who are hopefully still with us by the end? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> read, some? read, read the first book, Revolution series coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. read the first book. Um, yeah, uh, take it in. Take that magic. Um, generally, recommendations. Um, I would say it's more a theme that I can recommend you guys rather than just finding that one podcast. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of spiritual and life mentoring podcasts, which is a really uplifting thing. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix, which is, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's the one from Tony Robbins. If you're in the spiritual or life coaching sector, okay. you have most likely heard of him. He is uh, one of the big names out there. But generally in that section, I can just recommend a lot of like listening because this is what keeps my drive going. And it sometimes gives me, even if it's just like a little thing, you know, like the change of the routine in your daily life or mm -hmm. that one meditation that you haven't done yet or that one technique to increase your finance. There's so much out there as resources. And I think the amazing thing is like with Spotify, it's all free access basically. Yeah. So, and that's really a really big resource. And I think the same goes for YouTube. I'm um, more a video person on YouTube. But like for podcasts, I can definitely recommend Spotify. Go out there, find your podcast, listen to it. Because um, most of the episodes are not long either. So like you can easily include that in your daily routine. Make it just yeah. one episode a day. And that's something that everyone can do. And then, yeah, just 
just find your drive, you know, like within Netflix or whatever movie drives you. Like I love, uh, I watch so many TV shows in diverse directions because my ideas and imagination are not limited to just one genre. Like I, yeah. like one one week I'm totally in diving into something historical. Like one of my favorite. TV shows is, for example, Vikings. I love American Gods. Um, and then the other week, I'm totally into crime documentaries and true crime <laughs> documentaries. Um, love so that. it's really, really like depending on what you want to focus in your right perspective. Like if you align that with your current theme or where you want to go, just mm -hmm. watch whatever is out there. Like, and sometimes don't forget to take breaks and have something that you enjoy in your private time like most of the things that I watch in my private time are not connected to my work uh, because you always need also like to have the balance within your private life to have that balance between work and um, yeah your life like work-life balance um, and the moment you do that yeah like like explore things like what I've also done is like I've done lots of like you know uh, courses throughout lockdown there's so much out there that you can do like lots of universities have uh, uh, reduced courses and such so I've been just like diving into a lot and free courses as well like if you yeah. want taster classes and such or like documents where you can just dive into um, just go for it yeah that's lovely I think I feel I should add something to as a filmmaker from mm -hmm. a filmmaker's perspective. I'm a really big fan of what the hell films and uh, TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what there I could recommend. I mean, something that really meshes your brain is the TV series Dark on Netflix, which is about time and space. I really love that. But a big, big recommendation is Mr. Robot. I just love yeah. love love love, love, love that tv show it i yeah. think in my opinion it's one of the best uh tv shows ever produced yeah. because of the writing because of all the things happening and especially the cinematography cine <laughs> cinematography <laughs> <laughs> cinematography yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. in my opinion it, they deserved all the awards but I yeah. think they didn't, they didn't get any, but that one, it's it's chef's kiss yeah. ever. Yeah. Everyone should watch that show. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to quickly add two TV shows. Uh, if you want to dive into some real good urban magic, watch The Magicians. That's such an underrated TV show. I can, like, for the life, I cannot <laughs> say it enough. It's such an underrated TV show, yeah. um, which... Uh, what I really love about that is just that they take a handful of the main cast and it's literally about the main cast. Like you have sometimes a few sidekicks within the next seasons, but they really focus on the characters and their journey throughout the seasons, which I really love because so often we get thrown into TV shows where you have like 20 characters and then yeah. five of them disappear and you don't know what happened to them and and things like that or you can't really focus on them and that's what magician makes really amazing plus the yeah as i said like the urban magic is really great and the other thing is uh it's a korean drama called strangers from hell oh and my god if you're yes. into horror and such please watch yes. that yes um yes. It's, uh, yes. like generally i i can recommend watching uh more Korean or like generally Asian movies uh, or dramas or TV shows, whatever is out there because they have such unique storytelling in many ways um, and Strangers from Hell really shows one of that like I, I'm i kind of the person that always knows what's going on in a TV show so it's really nice. hard to get me really like oh my goodness what <laughs> yeah. happened um, but that drama uh, dr not drama, that TV show really blew my mind i yeah. was like what did i just watch oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah so i can cool. absolutely agree with that um that's also one of the first things i i have seen from the korean side and it just blew my mind i i love the the aesthetic is just it's i love it i love it it's just totally my style <laughs> strangers from hell yes yeah. 100 ah. recommendation <laughs> ah, fantastic and that brings us to the end of our first episode. Abel, Lola, thank you both so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure and I'm so glad we're finally getting to do this. It's just been it's just been wonderful, really. I just Oh, I'm so happy. 
um listeners thank you so much for joining us it's it's been an absolute pleasure um and i hope we were able to provide a solution for you all um if you would like to get in touch with us um you can email us at solutionpinkrev at gmail.com and ask us questions talk to us about anything we have already discussed in today's episode bring up more questions because oh we'd love to hear from you it'd just be amazing and please join us next time where we'll talk more solutions and all sorts of things it would just be wonderful um but until then listeners don't forget to love hope revolt and subscribe bye solution pink was produced by elsie hamilton and hannah wyman edited by elsie hamilton and the jingle was created by mariana ferreira